This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And French Toast, JP. French Toast. <laughs> All right. Door underscore disc underscore golf. Night underscore owls underscore pod. That's both Instagram and then doordisc.com for all your disc golf needs. Go there. We have everything that you could possibly need for disc golf. And if we don't have it, it's probably just because it's out of stock. Or it's sitting in Shane's garage, which isn't on the website yet. (laughs) Exactly. We don't have a big enough place for all the stuff we got. Right. Um, But yeah, so, but that might change. (coughs) Bless you. Thank you. French toast. French toast. All right. So how do you feel about the sanctity of your word when you give your word? I would say I feel pretty good about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like to follow up my, my words with action pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> you, you don't know how you feel about it? Yeah. I, yeah. I guess that's how I feel. Okay. Okay. So I bring this up because of players and their contracts. Okay. And I think not only contract is written word, but I think disc golf over the years, and I think they still exist, are these handshake deals. Ah, yes. Okay. And most notably, the one that I think of when I talk about stuff like this is Paige Pierce. That's what came to mind. Yeah. So was a handshake deal for five years, if I remember rightly. Or was it three or something like that? It's it's in that ballpark. It was, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a considerable amount of time for a disc golf contract, mm-hmm. and she left about a year and a half into this. Yep. Um, from DD and went to Discraft. Good move for her. No problem. No issue. Jeremy Rusco has come out and said that hey, we never had anything in writing. It was a handshake deal. That's how we've always done things. So I feel I, like Innova operated like that for a while too. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Basically, everybody right. did. Um, uh, maybe aside from Prodigy because they did their whole ownership thing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they had to have contracts for that. Um, so do you think that there is something wrong inherently with leaving contracts before the contract is up or announcing that you are leaving before your contract is up? Okay. I think you have an obligation to your contract as long as you're still within it. Okay. Right? Like, yes, like you may know that you're leaving, mm-hmm. but as far as representing that company and everything that goes with it, you're still under contract for set amount of time. Right. And I feel like that's, um, that should be honored. Right. Okay. And whatever obligations that contract requires. Of yes. You. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fulfilling, yeah. Fulfilling mm-hmm. everything that, is within the contract. Okay, so this comes up because we're in the off season. Um, a lot of these new deals mm-hmm. that are being put out are definitely being talked about during the season when players are still within contracts. Right. Now, if this was another sport, and you know you had a team approaching somebody's agent, or you, you know there's talk. Mm-hmm. That would be considered tampering. Right. And like um, someone like the New York Knicks just recently, um, Jalen Brunson from the Dallas Mavericks had signed with them for this year, like as a free agent. Um, there's connections between his father who used to be, who's with the Knicks um, and like he's good friends with his son's agent. So there's kind of like 
rumblings of like getting word and you yeah. know kind of throw up the air quotes inside trading inside yeah. trading yeah. inside yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and they were docked draft uh draft i didn't read the full story but they were going to get drop docked draft picks mm-hmm. um obviously like there's nothing in disc golf kind of like that Mm-hmm. But and there, I, and there is a difference. We will be. We'll just point it out to be clear. But we're just making comparisons for comparison's sake. There is a difference because they're playing for an organization. There's a team, right. yeah, a true team. Yes. Whereas and there's a draft. There's a league that yeah. supervises these things. Exactly. So we understand the differences. We're not but naive to those. I, I'm just trying to make the. I'm just trying to make the comparison of like tampering within yes. or, within the, within the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, now we'll talk more about more into it later on with like the spe- our speculation stuff, but mm-hmm. there needs to be a, a, like a true free agency period where your contract runs out mm-hmm. and then that's when negotiation starts. But the problem is right now is that disc golf's uh, off season is relatively short. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple months, you know, from that October, some people are even playing into November now with these newer um, silver series and like the wraparound season and everything. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I I do think that players should honor, honor the contracts that they're in until it runs out, and then, I mean, you can announce that. I think you can announce that you're leaving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as long as everything's fulfilled and you're not already announcing something new until the expiring contract. Yeah, I would agree. I I I like the idea of having a sort of free agent period. Um, I like the idea of trying to make some sort of season of of contracts. Yeah. And maybe not making them 12-month contracts, maybe making them 10-month yeah. or yeah. or 9-month contracts, whatever. However long it takes you to get through. Mm-hmm. Um now you can sign a multi-year deal but at the end of your deal, so it's going to be four years and nine months or four years and ten months, not yeah. a five-year contract. So you have that that open free agency period. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a fantastic idea. Um, I, I guess, so for my opinion, I guess, yes, I have a problem with not living up to someone's end of the bargain. Um, mm-hmm. But I have a problem with that, even with my employees, and I, I'm, I'm fine saying that. I say that to my employees. Like, if if we have an agreement, the only obligation you have is to live up to that agreement. I mm-hmm. don't expect you to do anything more. I don't expect you know anything like that. Um, but I do expect you to just live up to that portion of your agreement. And in that, there's a trade off. I give you compensation for living up to that portion of the agreement. And I think in disc golf, that's just completely lost in it. And I think the problem is, is that we continue to refer to them as sponsorships. Mm. I think we need to change the term terminology to endorsements. That's because good. I don't think it's sponsorships. I think we're truly just endorsing these players. Okay. Right? Because they're not on a team. They're, you know, we keep using these terminologies that just don't fit what they are. I think they're truly endorsements. Okay. So and well, I think a sponsorship now. It's more of like Nike. Well, Nike has sponsored athletes, right? Like with shoes. But it's a, mm-hmm. that's also kind of an endorsement. That's an endorsement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's still an endorsement. Um, or what if it's like 
Johnsonville and the Packers. Like that Johnsonville, like you know, because they're paying for maybe something mm-hmm. at the stadium. They're paying for advertising. Like those that. are sponsorships. Yeah. So I, I would look at something in, um, uh, DG Max Wax wants to <sighs> sure. sponsor our show. And they get a segment in our show. Yes. Or, and not saying they do, but I'm just saying, you know, like, or I don't know, like Discraft wants to sponsor a segment in our show. Clash wants to sponsor a segment in our show. They're not endorsing us because they're not standing behind us. They're just saying, please promote our product. Right. So I think there are sponsorships on athletes. Like, I'm sure, like, we sponsor athletes as door disc golf because Mm -hmm. we basically just say, Hey, like just rep our brand. Yeah. That would be fantastic. We're not asking for them to do anything for us. Um, but yeah, so I I think terminology is just something that may need to be changed. And I think we can get away from some of these little nuances that make us see or make us feel that they're teams. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's all. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, <laughs> so we've just got a text from Jordan, our random question um, generator for the most part. <laughs> House of Dragons is one of the biggest yes. bull crap yeah. <laughs> disappointments of all time. I will have to wholeheartedly agree. I watched the first two episodes and stopped. Really? Couldn't handle it. Okay. Yeah. I have not started it yet. Yeah. I've, I shall. Like completely just like, man, it's not even on my radar anymore. Okay. Um, so eh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So what'd you get? Thrower, hanger, or flipper? Being that it's Christmas in a couple of days, right around the corner, I, I honestly haven't bought anything. Mm-hmm. Um, my labels were generated today for my paradigms, which mm-hmm. I talked about last week getting mm-hmm. with the whole disc or discmania um, situation in the mystery boxes. Yeah. Um, black mystery boxes are, were announced today <laughs> I saw, to come I saw out uh, two days after Christmas. Uh, there's going to be... And new, you can buy a bundle with a red box. You can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to for like 100 <laughs> $70 or something like that. So you're getting a discount on the red box, <laughs> but you have to pay for that. Or maybe it's not. No, I think uh, it's, some, it's similar. It's similar. Maybe a yeah. couple bucks. Um, CD ones are going to be in there for sure, mm-hmm. which is just a remade CD. The numbers are the same as the CD two. They just kind of renamed it. Maybe there's some uh, measurements, you know, that are a little different. Right. So maybe it won't fly the same. Yeah. Well, cause I, they, oh. they do not own the molds. So they're recreating all these molds. Mm-hmm. So, Perhaps I'll buy one. I will speculate that I may buy one. You'll buy one. Come on. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. I mean, um, there will probably be plenty left. Yeah. So I, I think being that it's a CD1, CD2 a clone, I will probably purchase one too because that was, without a doubt, my favorite control driver. It's a really, yeah, it's really good. Um, there's, But I feel like there's so many control drivers in that like the Lariat, the Dynasty, the Escape. Mm-hmm. There's just a plethora of nine-speed controlled drivers out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have a lot of them at home. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right, so right, yeah. Like, it just depends which one I throw in my bag. Well, and I even have a couple CD2s downstairs. Mm-hmm. I just simply don't throw them. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, it's because I bag the Lariat is why I okay. don't throw them. Um, 
Yeah, like the Thunderbird. I mean, yeah, they have. There's so many of them out there, you know. Um, but I agree. I but I just have this fondness of CD twos, and I think it's because there was a period of time, and it was actually when we first started Sister Bay League. Yeah, where I I ace like every other week, and a majority of those came from CD twos, and it was just incredible, and not on Sister Bay, but just. At random courses, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just lighting. I mean, I think I had like 14 aces in that year alone, and I was just lighting it up. It, and CD2s were part of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I had like four aces on that on one CD2 and the other CD2 I left in the basket after I aced. But I just – they're great discs. Um, I'm probably going to be severely disappointed because everything is – Pretty, I mean, it considerably overstable than the original runs mm-hmm. that I, I've noticed, um, which is good for the pro players, or I'm just getting that much weaker. Sure. But I can throw one OG FD next to a new FD. They're not the same disc. I mean, they are, but the new FD is much more overstable than oh, yeah. a, a original C-Lang. Mm-hmm. So, um, so throw a hanger flipper. I... Did not re- I received the Innova Christmas disc. Yeah. But outside of that, I didn't really purchase any discs. Um, we did purchase a building <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not house um, may or may not house door disc golf. We might move it into it or may not. We're not hundred percent sure yet, but we'll have those conversations and see if there's a thing. But it it, it would be a very nice, very roomy building for mm-hmm. door disc golf where we could do a lot of indoor activities and room for a bunch of activities. Like you could house your discs. You <laughs> could house all the discs yeah. in one shop, plus have a room for driving range and social area and all that stuff in yeah. this one building. So I think it would be beneficial, but we'll see. You know, we gotta weigh out the pros and cons and figure out what uh, everybody wants to do. Um, so that would be a hanger no that would be a flipper i know i was just gonna say that (laughs) it would be a flipper because it is basically a giant old brownstone building but it could also be a hanger because you're gonna hang a bunch of stuff on the walls definitely will hang a bunch of stuff on the walls so um all right so go over the preview so i'm gonna just uh quick address a email from a I'll put up the air quotes fan um, and then we'll do some player speculation and then we'll go over a random question and then shop updates. And when we do our player speculation, we will bring on Ben Karowski, who is the infamous writer of the tweet that exposed Emerson Keith to Lone Star. Yeah. Going to Lone Star. So um, let's get into it. So he didn't get enough credit. He did not. He did not. But we'll give it to him. We'll yep. give him a chance to get it. So. Email from Fran for AJ. So this is, I, I'm bringing it up one more time. The trans, um, the transgender talk and rules and everything. So AJ was an individual that I had had many back and forth emails with, and I just want to publicly say I appreciate the conversation and discord and you know the back and forth that him and I had. Um, I didn't talk about his email as much as I would have loved to, um, just simply because I felt like we were beating a dead horse. I think we had talked and talked and talked over this thing, and I don't think there's any expertise or levity that we can bring to the subject mm-hmm. any more than 
someone or than has already been, you know. So I think we decided to just kind of cut the conversations about it, but that does not bring it doesn't diminish the the benefit and I mean the the impact that AJ's emails had on me personally. Um, having good conversations and having very open, very I mean, never once was I discounted for what my thoughts were and never, hopefully never once I discounted him for his thoughts. Um, kind of left him on red just saying like, you know, I don't, after the conversation came out, I was just like, I don't even really have, I don't ha- I haven't had enough time to process and give my true thoughts about it. Cause he kind of reported back with, um, what his thoughts were about it. And cause he has a, a trans sister, brother, brother trans brother. Okay. I am 99% sure that's what it is. And, um, he just reported back on how he felt and his brother. So, um, and then I just said, you know, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. And then I just let him know that at this point, I just don't have, at the time I didn't have enough to really have a good rebuttal or have a good conversation about it at Mm -hmm. that point. Cause I hadn't read anything yet. So, but with that said, AJ, thank you very much. Um, know that like i said i appreciate your emails and um hopefully we can continue to have some good conversations nice all right so then that um let's get ben on all right we have ben karofsky on the line for our player speculation uh, segment so ben is important because he is the twitter leak that hunter Thomas from Foundation Disc Golf on where did he leak that? Was that Griplock podcast? Yeah, so I tweeted at him, he picked it up and then mentioned it on this week's Griplock. Right. So it was it was broken here first, just so you know. <laughs> but because we did yeah, we talked about it like we speculated. Last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then I well I texted you guys. Mm-hmm. Info, insider info. Yep, yep. We got the exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, yep. and we have some more speculation going to go on in this episode with other players that we have Instagram stalked a little bit and played with their minds and yeah, not gotten direct answers, but direct enough answers from. So we'll talk about those as well. But I want to get your full story on Emerson Keith. But before we do that, I'm just going to go over basically what we have for player movement. So contracts that we've seen. So Kyle Klein will go back over four years. Calvin Heimberg, five-year. Um, Nicola Castro is now with LSD, so with Lone Star. Um, Paige is leaving DD. We still have no idea where she's going to land. Um, Macy Valadez, Emerson Keith is confirmed to Lone Star. We'll just come back today. to that story yeah. just today, just a couple hours ago. And then um, Anthony Rubrella has left in or. Yeah, has left Innova. Yeah. And then Maria Oliva has left Innova. Lisa Fakas has left Innova. <laughs> Stacy Ronsley has left Innova. And James Proctor has left Innova. Okay, Erica Stitchcomb has left Westside, and Scott Withers has left Discraft. I'm sensing a theme like last year, leaving Innova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was pretty critical on Innova, mm-hmm. and I think this is just pointing towards it more and more and more. 
Um, what's your thought on that, Ben? I think you can look at it either one of two ways. I think that you, like there's this, there's this group of people right now that are, you know, looking at this as that Innova's not willing to pay anybody, nobody's worth it to them in their eyes, or then you can kind of look at it in the complete opposite way. It is that I've started to kind of think about in the different light now and what I'm kind of leaning towards is that I think Innova, for lack of a better term, is just trimming the fat. I think when you look at like their number of teams that they have and the number of just human beings on these teams, and I obviously I, I think we're all uh, like I very much understand that these tiers are different of like what these people are actually getting, but I think that that's kind of where they're at right now is is that yeah, there's some people that are definitely leaving on their own accord, and then there's like obviously a bunch of people that maybe not weren't necessarily looking to truly leave anywhere, mm-hmm. but I truly so like I think AB falls into that that category of like, I would have stayed, but I think that there's a lot more of these people that are leaving Innova, maybe not so much on their own accord. And it's Innova just kind of tightening up kind of the number of people that are being sponsored and kind of where things are falling. Okay. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, I think maybe this year, I think there is a long history of this happening every single year. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason I can't completely buy into that line of thought. I think Innova has just a cap of what they are willing to pay players to to throw their discs because they know they have a line of four or 5,000 other people that they're going to be able to choose from. And so I think in a sense, yeah, they're trimming fat, but in a sense also they don't think their players are worth that much. Unless you're Calvin or like yeah, exactly. those people. yeah, And even them. I mean, I bet you if they switched manufacturers, I bet you they'd pull another zero. Sure. Well, I think that I think the biggest thing is, is that Innova is the biggest secret in, in disc golf. They don't let anybody know in on anything except for term length. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, you know, unless you're Jeff Panis and they've done a pace, they're the really apparently the only ones that know their dollar amount and what they're willing to spend. Right. And I think what I've alluded to with you guys before is it seems like this Calvin deal might have had a bigger ripple effect than, than we truly know. Because it seems like they're not willing to work anywhere on this dollar amount. Like it just seems like from what I've seen in my, my obviously my own opinion is that this dollar amount is a dollar amount and it's not fluctuating. So guys like AB are not falling in on that dollar amount. Yeah. 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 And I think Innova over the years has had some inconsistency with their players and the team levels as far as, you know, you have to win a major mm-hmm. or an elite or become a world champion to get to certain teams. And they've, on and on gone and basically made exceptions to that or completely ignored some of those longstanding rules and traditions that they've had on their team. So, you know, I bet you there's, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we can only speculate on. And maybe all of this is completely up and up happy, no big deal because other than Lone Star Disc, they have the largest team Mm -hmm. without a doubt. So maybe it is just we see so many people because it's the sheer, it's uh, scales, you know. Maybe. <laughs> so it's economy of scales. I mean, they have so many, we see so many people leaving because they have so many players. So, um, all right. So let's get to your Emerson Keith story. I enjoy it because I feel like I was 
right there along with you because we were getting <laughs> texts yeah. um, as you were sending these and you were sending a screenshot. Look what I did. And then he would respond back, like, check this out. And then he'd respond back again and then check this out. And then you'd be like, okay, he kind of ghosted me for a little bit. Oh, he responded back. So it was, it was enjoyable for me to watch these texts come through in our little text chat. So um, why don't you give us the story and, uh, and also the, you know, kind of turmoil. If you're f- willing to share what you and I spoke about shortly after you made the first tweet, um, I'd love for you to go into that because I think that that gives insight into disc golf as a small, you know, that small community that we all care about so much. Um, so if you want to start, take it away. Yeah. So I think like everybody in, in this small little niche kind of disc golf world, we're all kind of just following, you know, the manufacturer, uh, carousel if you will if, if that's what you want to call it because it's really what it is and we pretty much will land somewhere um and i was just kind of looking at the contracts to kind of see who was where what was happening um whose contracts were up just kind of doing some speculating just as a kind of a, a fan and a contributor to the podcast um and one of the things that i had just kind of been noticing was different names obviously and uh emerson keith was on there on the list and i was like oh that's weird i I, I, up until about two weeks ago, had, had thought that he wasn't going anywhere just because I thought he was going to just kind of take a, a one-year extension to get back on tour just because of everything going on with, you know, some stuff in his personal life and just didn't really have a full season. I just kind of thought, okay, he's just not, he's just going to kind of stay put. Um, and then what was kind of weird was, is that I was on one of the Lone Star like group pages. It was either the, the, like the buy, sell and flip page or like the team page. And I saw that one of the owners of Lone Star was on there, like posting things about updates about the company and just like what's coming, different plastic variations, like just saying, Oh, this is, he was just commenting. They were just like, yeah, this probably isn't going to get a run in this plastic anytime soon. This might be restocked. So I clicked his page just to see other things that he was updating about Lone Star. And I just noticed that he only had 122 Facebook friends, which I genuinely think is just an anomaly. Like everybody like who's on Facebook seems to have way more than that. Especially old guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not even that old. I think he's like in his forties. So like that's, I wouldn't consider that necessarily old, but even still like, well, thank you, Ben. There's no one, no one just has 120 <laughs> Facebook friends unless you unless it's your first three days on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I clicked it, and then I was like, "There's only 122 friends. Let's do some snooping just to see." And my suspicion was right, and two of his 122 friends at the time uh, were Emerson Keith and his wife. Um, so I decided like, okay, well we can either just look in, we can either not look into it too much and just think, okay, Texas guy, or we can kind of do something about it. And I have no shame, not by any means in the world. Uh, so I just shot everything, Keith, a, a DM, uh, on, on Instagram. He was pretty cryptic about it, but we all could kind of read through the lines. And when I say all, like, we all, like the three of us, definitely saw where this was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just kind of kept getting the updates. I think you guys talked about that last week. It was like kind of where things are at. Uh, Emerson Keith, it seems like he's going to have a few runs 
of signature discs. I don't know what that looks like. That's just kind of what I've seen. Um, but like, obviously, like you talked about, like the lariat was one the one that I said he should throw because I thought that that would have been a nice slot for him because I think he had the explorer uh, with latitude, mm-hmm. but it could be wrong. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah. But then, but yeah, but then he said I should buy a lottery ticket, and that was kind of like the nail on the like the nail in the coffin. I was like, okay, here we are. Um, and I, he never said anything like, don't say anything. He never, like, I'm not, didn't sign an NDA. There was nothing even remotely close to that. Like the conversation just ended with me saying, Hey, congratulations. Looking forward to to watching you throw Mm -hmm. this year. Uh, and that was it. Like nothing after that. So then I kind of like, this was late at night. I went to bed the next morning. I got up did my routine and then like just sent out a tweet that just basically said, looks like Lone or looks like Emerson Keith is headed to Lone Star. Don't know the terms of the detail. Don't know the details of the contract or when it will be announced. And just for fun, I was like, well, like let's try and get this out there. So I tagged like the foundation guys and like a couple other people and Hunter got it. And then it started getting some traction and started doing well. Uh, I then got a, uh, a message on Facebook uh, from somebody asking, like, basically not to get into too many details because I'm not trying to, like, hash anything out. But basically somebody sent me a message saying, like, who are you? Why are you announcing this? You shouldn't be announcing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I called you, Shane, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not being held to any sort of secrecy here or whatever. Um, so I just kind of had a freak out and then talked to a couple other people and basically like there was no obligation for me to keep anything quiet, quote unquote, or like I had no obligation to keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, but then ended up happening is, is that this is also the day that Elon Musk was like deleting or suspending a bunch of accounts and deleting posts for people. Um, tweeting locations or things within the Twitter algorithm, specifically around his jet location. Um, I used I used the term I in my tweet I said Emerson Keith is going to Lone Star. Those were words in there, and it got reported because it was apparently doxing because that the algorithm pulled that as location. Oh. Okay. Uh, so this all went down on Elon Jet Day. <laughs> so my tweet ended up getting taken down. Uh, but then fast forward uh, that it ended up on Griplocked, and they basically said that the, they had also alluded to the fact that the tweet got taken down and that I would respond to Hunter basically saying my tweet was reported, question mark. Um, so the tweet was out there. I have a screenshot of it. I put some more stuff online. Um, but basically that kind of is how we got to where we were up until the other day. Um, and I had been tweeting back and forth with the Lone Star account, having some decent, uh, banter with them. Um, just kind of saying things along the lines of kind of poking the bear a little bit, but other things that I had tweeted at them had gotten to, uh, they basically said that they were not so thrilled that I had announced this. Um, I'm just kind of looking back through uh, some things right now. 
Uh, I had, when I had mentioned about some other players that I thought would have been nice there, they had. Yeah, I saw that um, you had said like, you know, "Can we still be friends?" And then he says, "We'll think yeah, about it." Yeah, that's kind of how that. <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how that ended today. Was that uh, I? They announced Emerson, and I said, "Does this mean we can be friends again?" And uh, they they said, "We'll think about." But it all started with when P, the, the Twitter banter, and I'll kind of wrap it up here. The the Twitter banter started when P, PBGA stats announced that Rio Leva announced that she'll be parting ways with Inova. I said, I think she could be a good fit at Lone Star, and I tagged them. And they said, that Lone Star said, that would be cool. And that, this is also important to the story is, is that they never liked anything or engaged with my tweet as it was starting to get traction. Mm-hmm. So I think that they were having an internal debate on, like, what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I have no ties to the company. I'm not on payroll. I'm not anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm on the Ranger team, but so are 800 other people. <laughs> and other people were guessing names of who could go out there. Yeah. And uh, technically, and officially, Star, not till January first, correct? That's my understanding, and okay. that's how I'm taking it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then basically, the banter went back. With Lone Star was like, "Oh, she, she's a good Texas player. It will be fun to see where she uh, she ends up." And I said, "Secrets don't make friends, Lone Star." And he said, "Neither does <laughs> announcing things to the public before they are." <laughs> this is two. This is two days ago, basically confirming. That uh, that I was right without confirming I was right, mm. and then I said, "If you, if you ain't first, you're last, Ricky Bobby." <laughs> I think I think that's and fantastic I, because like Ben's like, and I, said, I need a witty, witty response to like whatever Josh said. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, and then I just said I used deductive reasoning, confirmed my suspicion, and I actually made a lot of friends from that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That hype trains are fun. It's the main reason why everybody comes back. And I and then I said, so when is the one? So when is the one that I said last week that was reported going on Twitter going to come out? And they said, shrugging emoji. <laughs> then they announced it today, and I said, so then can we be friends again? And, and they said, we'll see. I, so. I I think that is an absolute fantastic way that Lone Star is handling this. Because I think I think they're being out with it and they're having fun with it. They're not. There's nothing malicious. They're not calling you out. They're not silencing no. you. They're <laughs> engaging, and I think that's awesome. I really do. Like, and so this afternoon when they announced they announced it like at noon, mm-hmm. I tagged Ben on Instagram when they announced it, and they liked that I tagged Ben yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, that's cool. Uh huh. Right. Uh-huh. Um, do you, do you feel like? This may have forced their hand a little. Do you feel, Ben? Do you think they, they like had to move it up because of all this speculation? So the thing is, is that I th- I think so, and I think it's in part because Emerson never officially announced that he was leaving. Oh, that's and true. which is like just it's just like the na- like the nature of what disc golf is, and I like we can talk about this in a little while when we go over some of our player stuff. I hate the way that that disc golf is just I don't want to say being run, but all these contracts are mm-hmm. like I feel like I feel like the hybrid is just like we need to get it like we can talk about it more, but I just I, I hate that like we have to have this I'm leaving period and then I'm gonna sign period like. But, you know, so, that, that so is like, a fairly new phenomenon, though, because normally it's a, hey, I'm leaving this, and then I'm going here. And it's like yeah. this one big announcement, and then, 
you know, and that's how it had been in the past. I think this is a fairly new phenomenon. These last couple of years, it started to do this. I think it's because of up. the way that agents are hired now that they want it oh, to be more professional yeah, 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 and yeah. then negotiating. I do wish there was more of like an actual free agent period where like you leave a team and a transfer window like soccer. Yes. Yes. Something like yep. that. Or like, you know, there's reports like, oh, this, you know, team is uh, negotiating with said player and this, you know, someone's going to counter offer like, mm-hmm. you know, like true mm-hmm. free agency that way. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, I think with what you did and I, I think when you and I were talking on the phone, it, it had, you know, I was working through it just the same that you were as we were having a conversation. And I just said, you know, there is nothing private. We're not ruining anybody's life. There's no victims in what you're saying. So in my humble opinion, and I think I said this directly, I was like, use it to build your celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I said, because you're not doing anything wrong. There is nothing wrong with this. You might ruffle you, you might ruffle some people's feathers, but that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. Um, you know, I think when we talk about Hunter and we're giving a lot, we're giving foundation guys a lot of free publicity here, but I don't care. Um, I, I see that as being something different because he had ends and ties to manufacturers and players and everything. And he was getting knowledge through, uh, sources that he probably should have never had them. Whereas you're getting it directly through players. And I think this is the only way that we will talk about these things on this podcast is directly through these players. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be an now a said rule, but I think that's been our unsaid rule was if we know things, but we don't, cause there's a couple others that I, I know of one for sure. And, and there's probably a couple others where we've heard grumblings that they're leaving teams or joining other teams. And we won't say anything because we haven't talked to those players yet. So, you know, I, I give you kudos for doing it. I love the fact that you you have that resilience to push through all this cloud and fog that's in this disc golf media and actually kind of pick these things out. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think one of the things that I just like to kind of wrap this up in the kind of the bow on it is I think like it goes back to what JP said of like, you know, I think – part of it is, is like we're in this new age with agents and contracts. And I feel like with Emerson, he kind of wanted it to get out. I feel like he was a little lackadaisical on it because he's like, okay, well I have to wait X amount of time now because I have to wait for this contract to expire. And I'm just, I don't want to, I can't speak for him, but like the, my, the way the vibe I picked up was like, well, it's going to get out. It's going to get out. And at this point I, I don't care. Right. That's kind of like the vibe I got with it because he didn't really, he didn't say anything mm-hmm. about it. He didn't make a statement on it. And I feel like he was just like, I'm buying my time with, with this contract and then won't start. Right. So like, that's just kind of how I, how I felt about the whole thing. Right. 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 And officially you're not doing it on behalf of the night Owls podcast. You just happen to share the information with us yep. and we put it out there, but your tweet got, I mean, a huge amount. So speaking of your tweet, what did that do with your Twitter followers? Oh, Twitter's the Wild West these days. I think I got like eight followers. Oh, okay. It, was okay. Thing, thing. it wasn't anything cool, but I mean, I got a lot of interactions and I got a lot of, a lot of other, you know, just kind of likes and people commenting and tagging people on it. So, I mean, it was, it was cool. 
Cool. Nice. Cool. So I reached out to <clears throat> Lone Star after, because um, I, I saw Ulti World had posted an article about signing mm-hmm. Emerson and they didn't have any contract uh, like details besides like he's going to have a couple signature discs, which mm-hmm. I think everybody did. But um, year, it's a year-long deal, just 2023, mm-hmm. and they said it's because they want to be able to have negotiations and um, this is from Josh and you know be able to play to what they're worth so they can renegotiate after then kind of like probably not like Innova but because like they're more of a business but mm-hmm. like once you become part of Lone Star I think you're kind of considered family almost you know I like, think so yeah and so like having that negotiation is like a fair way of looking at and reevaluating after mm-hmm. a year is done so that'll go I'm that'll be like Nico or anybody else that signs with them from now on. Yeah, it seems deal. like, and they, they signed a couple other like MP40. There was a gentleman I played with mm-hmm. at uh, Ledgestone MP40, fantastic player, super awesome guy, great representative of what I'd assume disc, uh, Lone Star disc is. Um, so you, they're making some good moves, I think. And I like seeing, I like seeing the direction that they're going and I hope they live up to the hype because they're sure are putting out a lot of, um, they're investing a lot into their team. Right. So, um, if, if, Lone, if Lone Star is a family and then I'm the redheaded stepchild. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might be true at this point. Hey, but you know what? They know who you are more than just one person on the Ranger team. Now. Exactly. <laughs> so when the next level of team comes up, like, uh, what are they going to, I don't know. They're going to come up with some other team. That's going to be some left field team and you'll be the captain of that team. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, you're making a name for yourself and I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there and just say what you feel, say what you think and present the information that's given to you. You're not putting it out there as fact. You're just putting it out there as information that you have collected. This is what I surmise. So, yeah, and, if, I mean, and if they're mad with that, they need to do a better job of keeping under wraps. Yeah, that, that's at the end of the day. What it just comes down to is someone trusted me with information. And I think at the end of the day, Emerson knew that it was going to get out. Like, like, I had no obligation to it, and, and it happened. So yeah, there was, here we are. There was, you know, normally it's don't touch a red button, someone touches it. There wasn't even anybody there not to tell you to touch a red button. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's it's fair game in that regard. Um, they should just be happy that I didn't tweet what signature disc you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I've already I've already said it. If it's the Lariat, I'm buying them. I, I don't. I mean, that is by it far sounds, my favorite disc. It sounds like he's getting three, and I that's just things that I've gathered around. That it sounds like he's getting a Lariat, he's getting a Dosex, and he's getting a Mad Cat. That's Ooh, what I've very nice. Do that. The Lariat is the only thing that I think that we can confirm based on that, but based on things I've seen likes by people and Monsters interactions, those are the three that I've gathered. Now, and that I can't be certain on, like I am with that he was going to Lone Star. But take that for what you want. Sure. Yeah. So between Nico LaCastro and Emerson Keith, who's the better pickup for Lone Star? Uh, good question. Um, I, I, 
I think Emerson right now because I feel like the ceiling is so much higher. Like there's just so like he's young. Like he's not not an older guy. I think I don't even know how old he is, but you know he's like in his mid twenties. So I feel like there's more of a runway for him to kind of take off. Yeah, and but he is the world's like whisperer. So. Pickup. Yeah, he pops off and finishes in top tens out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my reasoning. I think, like, we've talked about Nico. You guys have talked about Nico a ton on this podcast, mm-hmm. and we don't need to get into more of it, but I feel like Nico, they picked up Nico at a discounted rate, and there's just a very good understanding and agreement of what each are going to provide each other. Mm-hmm. So I think Nico is a good pickup for the brand, but if you're just looking at tangible numbers of things you know, from a statistic standpoint, I think Emerson's the better pickup. Okay. All right. I think I would agree with that. Um, all right. So let's get into, we have a couple names highlighted, but we'll just run through the names and then we'll come back to our highlighted names for little snoops that we've done. So AB leaving Innova, where do you think he's going? So we've given our opinion already. Where do you think? I, I don't, I don't know. He, he is the mystery to me. Um, I haven't ruled out prodigy completely. I don't think it necessarily makes sense, but I feel like prodigy's got money to spend. If they're not going to pick up an FPO player, then I could see him landing there. Now that's contingent on them not picking up an FPO player. They could, he could end up at DGA. I don't, in my heart of hearts, I don't think he's going to end up at Discraft because he's been compared to Paul McBeth for so long that I I don't think he would make that move again. Mm-hmm. That's, and I, that's just me personally, and I think that there might be outside people if he has an agent or just other people in general. I don't think that that's a smart move for him. Right. Um, so, so DGA is on there. Right now, I'd say I'm leaning towards Prodigy. Right. But and I don't, I don't think he'll go to Prodigy because he hasn't announced his Friction Glove sponsorship yet. So <laughs> to protect his hands from the flashing, so <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's gonna go. They there. don't wear gloves in Arizona anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he'll have to if he's throwing Prodigy. <laughs> so, all right, um, Maria Oliva. I don't left. know if you can make that argument. Though. <laughs> Hold on, I don't know if you can make that argument because Drew Gibson stuff doesn't have flashing. That's true. It's true. Prodigy. Yeah, it's true. No, honestly, we joke about it. I mean, I think that was something of the past. I just received, you know, in that big lot that we had, there was some pretty nasty flashing issues on those discs. Um, that I picked up in Cincinnati, but those were an older run. I mean, they, they had an issue, they corrected it, and some of the stuff that's coming out now is beautiful. Um, so, but it, it's, it makes for a funny line. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, Maria Leva left Innova. Where do you think she's going? Oh, Lone Star. I've been saying, telling you guys for, for two weeks, I thought she was going to Lone Star even before she announced she was leaving. Mm-hmm. And I, you can. I think you guys can vouch for me that I said that. Yeah, and she's a highlighted name, yep. so we'll get back to her. All right, Lisa Fakus, left Innova. Where's she going? She could be the the FPO player going to Prodigy, um, because I I don't think she's going to come at a high cost as far as like your your salary mm-hmm. cap. Mm-hmm. They need an FPO player. Um, Something to prove. I mean, she's been in the mix at, at bigger events, hasn't been able to, to finish. Um, you know, this is 
I mean, she uh, on the FPO team with Innova, obviously was pretty stacked. And it seems like on the FPO side with Innova, they're pretty content with, with Henna and Haley um, and Evelina. So I feel like now's the time for her to kind of step out on her own. And I could see Prodigy being a fit. Okay. I, I like that idea, actually. I, I, I think that's a good move for her because she will be at the top of the heap. She's just buried under the rest of the FPO. I could see her signing with somebody like MVP, too, though. Or, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I could see it really going anywhere, but I think Prodigy gives her the best chance to stand out unless yeah. she hits some of the new plastic, like she sure. ends up going cast a plast or Clash or something like that. Because I think Class, I think she's within Clash's budget. Sure, sure. So, um, all right, Stacy Ronsley. Yo, yeah, that, that's a toss-up. Uh, I feel like with the FPO side, it's just kind of your guess is as good as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see, I could see that being a, tr- a trilogy move. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what one pick 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 a trilogy maybe maybe a latitude, but I don't. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I and, honestly and, couldn't make an educated guess. Yeah. In, in honesty, I think she would be a hard one to place because I don't know if her marketability is really there. I mean, really? I could see her go to infinite. She is a. She is a fun personality. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's there. Um, I will say she's really good friends with Raven Klein and Holland Hanley yes. and they're both DD, but I think it's not a big step to think that she could, um, step into one of the trilogy brands. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I Raven Klein and Stacy were, <laughs> I found one of Raven's disc and she was playing about three holes behind us at Ledgestone. And I came back and gave, uh, Raven her disc okay. and all three of them on the card. I don't remember who the third person, it was a gentleman. And then, um, those two mm-hmm. Stacy and, and they were the kindest, nicest, like they went nuts. They were just like having so much fun. And like, it was obviously at the tail end of, Massive, massive, just been not mandated and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they didn't give hugs, but they're like, I wish I could hug you. This is the greatest thing in the world. So I have really, really positive things to say about them. But I, once again, like you kind of said, they could really go anywhere. Yeah, but absolutely. Didi, I think, seems to be a pretty good choice. I think, yeah. All right. Proctor, James Proctor. I don't know enough about him to really say anything on where he may right. or may not go. He is a pretty regional player, like a West. Mm-hmm. Um, he did pop up on like a couple tour spots, you know, stops this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, but I, I don't know enough about him either, but I know yeah. he's kind of big. He had a metal flake max as his yeah. uh, disc, is it? But I mean, he can jump just about anywhere as well. Right. You have any idea, Ben, or that's kind of a mystery to you? Yeah, I think I'll just echo that. I don't know enough about about him, but I feel like what I do know um, is that he would fit into a lot of different teams um, quite well. Uh, I think, but I I couldn't make an educated guess on to where. All right. So Erica Stitchcomb. <laughs> How do you like how I spelled her name? Yeah. <laughs> Erica Sitchcomb has left Westside 
one of the two hot geese. And um, sounds like not by sounds like not on her own accord. No, basically. that's what I've heard as well. Okay, so that sounds it sounds like she was kind of surprised by the move. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, no, that's too bad. So we have her name highlighted. So we'll get back to having a conversation about her. But where is your speculation, Ben? Or do you know too much to say? Uh, based on the conversations, uh, I at this point all signs point to to one place. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to throw out any other manufacturer just based on information we have. So okay. that's JP's doing. So I'll let him take the, the reins on that one. I agree. All right. And then Scott Withers leaving Discraft. So Scott Withers two years ago switched from Innova or was it just this year? No, I think it was two years ago. Was it two years ago? Okay. So yeah. two years ago, switched from Innova and went to Discraft, um, and long time Innova player, long, long time mm-hmm. Innova player said he was going to get more active on the touring scene. He had quit his job, and Discraft gave him the ability to do that, and it really never happened. Yeah. And I think he kind of had something going with Resistance Discs as well. Yeah. With the, um, And Resistance is an exclusively Discraft dealer, right? Like yes. Foundation used to be? Yeah. Okay. Um, they might be changing. Like, I know Adam Hammes has something going on with them, with okay. Resistance, um, releasing you know some exclusive discs through them. Mm-hmm. Scott, I mean, could he jump back to Innova? <laughs> I don't think that's I, out of the realm of possibility. I wouldn't see that being out of the realm either. I think that might be a not a bad choice for him. Whether Innova would take him back or not, that's a whole other yeah. story. But if he left on good terms, why not? Mm. So great player, really good player, just doesn't tour enough. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm going to go with uh, Millennium. Millennium. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't think that's a bad choice uh, either. Be sure it's not Ching or Lightning. They don't. <laughs> Heiser bomb. <laughs> yeah, Heiser bomb. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, like, if he's like he threw Innova for a very long time, Innova makes Millennium discs. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a name other than Calvin throwing a Draco. Um, you know, if if that company is willing to spend something, I mean, he. He's not going to break the bank for you. No, no. no. The only other, it could be another California like legacy really needs to do something to bring somebody on. And I know that him and Rico know each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. Well, from what I understand, him and Rico know each other pretty well. I don't know that they do, but um, I'd like to see that Um, because legacy needs somebody because they have good plastic. They have they have good plastic. I don't know about their molds and their discs as far as like stability wise for pros and things like that. But you know, Rico throws them and he can throw pretty far. So, um, so let's get back to Maria Oliva, and I'll let you take over. Who me? You okay, me? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like Ben has been through it out there for a while. He's like Texas native. Like mm-hmm. she's. It, signs could point to her going there. So I DM'd her today on Instagram and I just said, hey, super excited for your announcement. And then I followed up with, if you had to choose between a bird, would it be a grackle, which is a mm-hmm. mint disc fairway, or a mockingbird? Yep. And she came back with mockingbird exclamation point. Yep. And I just kind of like had this emoji of like big eyes. And then I said, you rock. Are you announcing soon? She hasn't answered me back. But I would think that that's a pretty good sign that yeah. it's going that way. That's a that's a pretty 
pretty blatant statement to say between the two Texas companies, that's what I like better. Now, they could could be going she, to Black Zombie. Right. So <laughs> She could be throwing me off, too. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But I think signs would definitely point. It seemed like mm-hmm. it could be pointing that way. Yep. So, yeah. Hey, so, if I go two for two. I, hey, well, I'd like, yeah, I agree. I, I think you should get some sort of role somewhere <laughs> for that. We'll give you recognition. How about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, does that, say, does that say that Lone Star just leaves their cards on the table too much, or am I just good? Like, I genuinely want to know, because I feel like I'm just, like, this is just falling into my lap. I think the Emerson-Keith one is them not keeping information as tight to the chat vest, you know, as they should. Mm-hmm. The Maria Oliva thing, I think, is kind of... A, like a shot in the dark, but like a really good shot in the dark. Right. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. I would, I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I kind of second that, but what we have to do is just keep them guessing. So the next person we assume is going to Lone Star since you're on the blacklist. Now JP's going to be on the blacklist. <laughs> I'll have to message the next person <laughs> and, and see if they'll answer me. Um, all right. So, Erica Stitchcomb. Yeah, so this is another good one. She sounds like she's been dropped, like we had just talked. I in, really enjoy this conversation. This is fantastic. Yeah. So I also reached out to Erica after hearing that the West Side, you know, saga. And, um, you know, mine keeps thinking about the two hotkeys, you know, the, her and Madison Walker. Mm-hmm. Honk. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> and so I... I DM'd her as well. I said, honk if you think that there will be two hot geese at MVP. And I thought she'd get smart with me and be like, oh, yeah, of course we're going to show up to MVP. You know, like Maple Hill is one of my favorite courses or something like that. Mm -hmm. She sends back dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And then I like, you know, like the heart, you know, heart it. And she's like, sorry, no spoilers. And then I just go honk. (laughs) And so, like, conversation ended there. And then hours later, she sends back two duck emojis. Yeah. I was like, there's no geese emojis on. You checked. (laughs) Yeah, I checked. So, I mean, for me, that's a sign that things might be happening with MVP. Okay. Okay. Current Madison, like with the two hockeys. Yeah. I mean, I. yeah, I kind of feel that way. Yeah. And I, I looked, I kind of browsed through Instagram and everything. There's nothing giving anything away. I tried to go on Twitter, and neither of them were really that active on Twitter. Um, so I was going to reach out to Madison, too, just be like, so I hear there's rumblings of two. You guys. should do like, hey, congratulations. I hear Erica's going to MVP. <laughs> and see if she's like, I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> Play that game. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe for next podcast. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, so Ben, what do you think? You think MVP is kind of the sure lock-in, shoe-in? It it seems uh, very. I don't want to say identical, but it seems very similar to the Emerson Keith situation as mm-hmm. far as our conversations go. So, at this point, I have no reason to believe she's she's going anywhere else. The only ripple or thing that might be thrown in is that maybe she's being represented by Axiom where she's carrying the Axiom brand or the Streamline brand. Yeah, right. I can see that. Right. But under the same umbrella. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of it kind of goes along with um, 
It'd be, it'd, it'd be great because like it would kind of be like the big germ sexton situation as far as like being under the same manufacturer and the same, you know, company. Right. So I think that's a good connection. Yeah. And I think, I mean, with Erica, Erica like if there is a brand that she would be most familiar with their molds, obviously she tours. So yeah, like her, yeah. I mean, they're in the same van. They're I'm close. sure she yeah. throws, you know, over mold. She or she's familiar with them, and mm-hmm. she has the appropriate person to help her walk her through the molds. And so, yeah, I, I think it would be the smartest move, probably the quickest move for her to go from West Side to you know, um, and and you know, I mean, think about it. Like she had access to the Zion and the Gobi, and the <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's I doubt she ever threw those. No, molds. I think. So, all right. Well, Ben, do you have anything else for us within player speculation? Uh, the only thing that I had heard, and I don't think that there's really any merit to it anymore, the, the more I dig in, was that Paige Hugh might have been going to MVP, Axiom, Streamline. Um, but I feel like everybody's just guessing at this point, mm-hmm. and I feel like she's doing, a very, she's doing a very good job of letting no one know. Yeah. So perhaps to her. I kind of want to talk to her. Yeah. Like after she did announce, I'd like really want to like get well, her I get, So I've had a, over the years, because every time she comes out with a judge, I always hit her directly and buy it directly from her. So I have a small relationship, not relationship, but a small. Consumer <laughs> relationship. Yeah, yeah. Familiarity with yeah, her. So yeah. I'll do that one. I'll reach okay. out to her. That'd be cool. If you hear this page, don't. Well, I guess if you hear this, oh well. I'll yeah. text you really soon. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I think where people are getting the MVP thing from is that she talks about the consistency of flight and, and the unique flight and the unique flights. And I think everyone, everybody talks about that. They're like, well, MVP and Axiom have consistent, unique flights, um, comparably speaking. And I think they do. Mm-hmm. I think they do. So I think that's accurate. So I think people are really digging in and pushing like double downing on that. So yeah, who, who, who knows? Only time will tell. Right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I so, know. I was going to ask mean, you. We're, I'll, I'll finish your thought, Ben, and then I'll ask after. I was just, all I was going to say was we're about eight weeks away from, from LVC. So mm-hmm. time's ticking on these pros to figure it out for, for us. Cause it's really, it's about us, not about them. <laughs> rightfully said ben. yeah rightfully said <laughs> so i will be at lvc and i will do my best to try to get firsthand information and reactions from these people and see if i can pull anything out of them or get them to commit to going on the podcast so um all right ben let's throw out your soul were you gonna say jp oh i, oh. I was gonna ask um and more no, no, no. Like, this is just a, a a question about the way um, Lone Star is announcing players. Mm. We last year saw the big, like, kind of over-the-top announcements with, like, Ricky and Kona. You know, other companies are um, doing videos, like, oh, like, we're making this big production of, like, you know, signing a big-name player. With Lone Star, do you feel like the way the company is structured behind the like working class of like the um, oil rig um, components and stuff that they're not going that route because they 
are grounded in the way that they do business. Like they're not willing to like splash and like make a big deal because like they're hardworking and like blue collar and like they just are like we're just gonna announce players how we announce them and I don't know. It's kind of like. Um, I think my thought just comes from that it's just Josh Hofstra doing their marketing, and I'm not, I don't think it's that Josh necessarily doesn't want to do big big things. I think he does. I think right now the fact that up until like five days ago or a week ago or something, they, it was him running all the teams, mm-hmm. the Ranger team, and then doing the marketing. And there's like five or six employees within the company as far as on the disc golf side, maybe less. Okay. So I, I, I think it's, I don't think it's that they, they don't want to do like bigger things when it comes to their player announcements. I just don't think that there's enough hours in the day. Sure. That makes sense. To be able to, to produce these things and run marketing and manage 800 Ranger team members. Yeah. Right. So my utopian idea is that they are taking the stance that there is no one player bigger than the team. Okay. Yeah. That's a very utopian idea, but it seems if they're humble and grounded, maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think the biggest splash they made is with Nico, and that was simply because Josh was following him around with his phone, and he was constantly live on Twitter and Facebook and Uh things like that. Yeah. Or Instagram and Facebook and things like that. That's all just speculation. Speculation. The opposite side of what Ben said. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Ben, you want to share your socials? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter for all your mediocre uh, disc golf takes at uh, at Ben Kurowski, uh, Ben K U R O W S K I. You can follow me on Instagram at Ben Kurowski one six four nine nine five. I do not have an OnlyFans, so just subscribe to JP's. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Look at that. I don't even have to rig it up this nope. week. <laughs> All right, Ben. Well, I appreciate it very much, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. See you. All right. Hope you enjoyed that with Ben. Um, so we're going to move on to our random question now. Um, so it is just the two of us again. So um, random question. Have you ever solved a Rubik's Cube? No, I have not. Um, I have gotten maybe like a side or mm-hmm. two or three, you know, like completely solved. But yeah. I still have like, you know, another one that's got like three or four of like one color together. And then yeah. the closest I ever came was, uh, you know, just taking the stickers off and putting them on. <laughs> or like yeah. taking it apart, you know, because yeah. like the little squares can come off mm-hmm. and like putting it back together that way. Um, I've watched videos of like diagrams of how to solve it like you turn you know certain rows a certain way yeah. turn it the other way and like you can solve it really quickly i've also watched these kids or even adults as well solving them behind their back like yes. or um the speed runs like you know they like study it put it down and then it's kind of stuck or cock a little bit <laughs> cup stacking okay there you go. <laughs> that's why i was trying to get out yeah tongue twister there uh-huh. um you know they just examine it put it down and then like you know do it isn't and then, it nuts it's crazy like the world records like three or less it's sub three seconds now oh yeah yeah it's crazy and um I saw a guy, there's another video I saw of a guy juggling three 
and he's like looking at him and he's like turning him in his hand with one hand and like throwing him up and he's just making sure you know i think he kind of like focuses on the middle one so he knows when it lands in one hand or you know he focuses he has focus on one while it's in the air you know something he's able to do it it's like holy cow like the amount of math that has to go in your head to figure out okay there's so many squares, so many like turns, so many colors mm-hmm. like lined up. It's like it's nuts. Yeah. The algorithm is something that is very fascinating to me because depending on what stage you are in solving it, um, there's a different algorithm and, mm-hmm. and it's what rows you turn in what directions and there's a process like four, six, eight step process. Yeah. And then repeatable processes to move your block to wherever you need to. Um I brought that up because yes, I've solved. I've solved prior to a week ago. I solved three times. Oh wow! Never knew how to like how I did it. It was yeah. just I would sit there, and this was just probably within the last three years, four years. I would sit there watching TV, and I would just solve a side and look. Oh, didn't do it. Turn it over. I'd solve a side, look at it, and nah, didn't do it. So okay. I would solve one or two sides thousands of times and then every once in a while i would just all of a sudden it would be solved and you'd be like that's awesome i don't know how i did it yeah but all of a sudden you're like yes it fell fell together and then um i sat down about a year ago and watched tutorials on how to solve it how to solve it and then i was able to solve it one or two more times just by tutorials mm-hmm. like hey if you have it here this is what you should do okay and kind of figured it out that way and then last week, I because I have this fascination, like I want to be good at solving it. And I think it's just good for my brain to play with these things. So yeah. I have like Rubik's Cubes over by my desk and things like that. And I just play with them. I don't know anything about them or how to do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to truly educate myself how to do it. So I found these things called Go Cubes. Uh-oh. And on my phone, it mirrors what I do with my Rubik's Cube. Huh. It okay. is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So there's motion sensors in it. Yeah. And in the motion sensors or in in the thing, you kind of like calibrate it and it shows on your phone. So however you're holding it, you twist it, turn it, move a block, it shows it on your phone. And the cool thing about it is the app that comes with these things, it it does like games and tutorials on how how to solve these things. Okay. It is the coolest thing in the world. So I bought a two by two and a three by three. Nice. It is the coolest thing in the world. Like I've been fascinated every night probably two hours a night like last night yesterday this morning i had to get up at like four in the morning speaking of it's 10 o'clock yeah i <laughs> know like the bedtime reminder just popped up on my phone 20 minutes ago or whatever. yeah yeah mine's 11 is when my bedtime reminder comes on but i um i went to solve I, I sit down for probably two hours and just go through these apps so i sit there with this thing and the battery life on it is incredibly long because mm-hmm. i haven't charged it since i got it and it's been like a week week and a half and yeah. i've been playing with it for about two hours a night okay so I, i'm intrigued by this mm-hmm. um so it can sense whatever cube you're using mm-hmm. and it knows the positions of the colors and it like knows everything. exactly the that's, positions of colors and everything so you crazy. have to calibrate it every time oh, you open okay. the app yeah, you, yeah. you have to set it down white face green face in front white on top Okay. And then that red has to be on the right side. Hmm. And then you just push the calibration button on your phone or on your iPad or wherever you're doing it. So it can't be mixed when you're... No, it can be mixed because it's done by the center. 
Got it. Because those never change. Got it. Okay. So as long as those three center points, the white, the green, and the red, mm-hmm. are oriented the way they should be, you just calibrate it. And then from there, it knows exactly where everything is. Awesome. It's the craziest thing in the world. It is so neat. Like, And it's just like, it's this beautiful like harmony of no technology integrated with technology and it's just so fun to do it and then you play games like you can race people to solve mm-hmm. a puzzle so there's like leaderboards and stuff leaderboards yeah. all that stuff and they have like national competitions and championships it's like really cool i'm not nowhere close to being able to do that but i've gotten to a point where i can solve a rubik's cube now just with this app over the last week where i can solve a rubik's cube now probably in like seven to ten minutes wow and that's awesome that is awesome because it took me weeks before yeah. you know so i'm hoping that i want to get it down to like under three minutes okay so i don't know why this is such a big deal to me but hmm. it's yeah it's pretty cool so but go cube like go cube. it is super cool super cool and they have the two by two and the three by three and they have like an old school three by three and then they have and when I bought it, they didn't have the old school three by three. They just had the new three by three, which mm-hmm. is a speed cube, which is a little like greasier. It's easier to move. Huh. And in between all the colors is LEDs. Oh, wow. So like it'll actually light up if you want it to yeah. and all that stuff. I have all that turned off. It's just a Rubik's cube, but it makes, it'll make sounds. I mean, it has a speaker in it. Like it's really neat, but it functions really, really well, like super well. So. Christmas present next year. Uh, yeah. That's why, you know, when I saw it, it was just one of those like, yeah, I'm going to buy it, you know. And I mean. Is this something you found at like a Brookstone or like uh, Sharper Image or something? Instagram? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's the stuff I look at on yeah. like Instagram and stuff. It's always like these very much like, a, what's that guy's name? Um, I, I The engineer of. Uh, this is the guy that makes like the flex tape. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rober, no. Rober, Mark Rober. Oh, okay. Like those are the type of stuff I like watching. You yeah. know, it's just weird. Like they're kid things, but I'm like, dude, that's cool. I'll like I'll, I'll watch an Instagram sure. video of that, and then and then I go on to the next thing, and it's well, who knows what it is, but a lot of times it's these like goofy things. So, mm-hmm. all right. Anything else to say about Rubik's cubes? No, no. All right. So shop updates. Get freaky zones. I have a. T- of them on the website. I think I put up 29 of them the other day. That's um, awesome because I'm in the market. <laughs> good. Yeah, I have a lot. And okay. there is there is one that has this like Pepto-Bismol pink. You showed it to me. Dude, it is so – I've never seen a stamp like it before. It is so cool. Like the color of the stamp and yeah. the way it sits on – I think it was what, green on? Like a greenish yellow or – Yeah. It kind of reminds me. It's like me. a day-glow green, right? Yeah. 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 Like a <laughs> – I was thinking like strawberry lemonade kind of yeah. deal yeah, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It, it's really cool looking. Um, and then PM Line Maltas. I have, I think I put up – 52 of those ones on the site. Um, Captain's Raptors, so 2021s and 22s. So the 22s are on their way. We won't have them in in hand yet, but I got the the tracking number for them. And those are ESP, right? Those are ESP. And then I have 107 21s, which are the Z line. And you originally sold out of them when they came out. Yeah, originally. So I think I had about 60 of them. We originally sold out of them. Oh, the no, crystal flags, the zones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely in the market. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're the crystal flags. Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get freakies. Um, and then birdie disc golf games. 
We have door disc golf beanies and much, much more. I mean, so much more that every day I go in there and spend out two hours in the shop just inputting. Because I go in there and I'll fill orders, send those out, and then yeah. spend an hour or so um, just inputting discs. So, um, yeah, but the Maltas will be up online tomorrow. Get Freaky. Well, tomorrow, Thursday. So by the time you hear this, they're online. Yeah. Uh, Get Freaky Zones are already up there. Captain Raptors, um, the 2021s, I'll hopefully get up there by Friday. And if you order, well, no, it's too late. If you ordered Wednesday, I'll probably be able to get it to you before Christmas, but probably yeah. not anymore now. <laughs> I was going to say, um, we're very busy in postal world yeah. with the crunch coming down. And yeah, like for sure it would have been like Tuesday or today that you would get like pretty, like you'd be cutting it close to getting mm-hmm. it by Christmas for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so now I'm not making that guarantee anymore. So Okay. Um, and then we will be sending out to Cax Packs. He's gotten back to me, and so has um, Philip. So we will get both of those out there. I'll reach back out to you an email here probably tomorrow morning and then let you know what I'm sending you. Thank you for the emails and Cax Packs. I will get back to you. Um, I've just been on a pretty crazy streak here for busyness, um, but I will get back to you here real shortly um, and answer some of the questions you had. But outside of that... We've already asked you about your OnlyFans, so good job, Ben. <laughs> thank you. Um, you have anything else to share? Oh, I just want to say um, thank you. We got a couple more um, reviews on Apple Podcasts and a mm-hmm. couple more uh, ratings, so that definitely helps with our visibility within the podcast right. community because there are a bunch of disc golf podcasts popping up. <laughs> right, right. Um, and yeah. I did promise a disc. to. Um, yeah. So we got... The newest review came on Friday, and that was by ZiggyB94. So if you reach out to our um, Instagram, like DM us, or if you email Shane, I will get you something. Yep, and that's throw at doordisc.com or um, door underscore disc underscore golf or night underscore owls underscore pod. Um, so hit us up on any of those or Facebook. It doesn't matter. As long as you contact us, um, go ahead. And then we will be more active on the door disc golf store on Facebook. We're going to start posting a lot more of the podcast stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so I think outside of that, if you like us, if you like what we're doing, um, just rate us, review us. Because it help us kind of climb to the top of those notifications when someone puts in disc golf. Um, a lot of these new podcasts that are popping up, love them. I subscribe to a ton of them, but they seem to be like three or four episodes, and they kind of disappear. You know, some of these new ones. So, um, if you like the consistency, just keep rating us and or keep maybe reviewing us. And- uh- other podcasts that you listen to is on hiatus or right. whatever. Yeah. So yeah, like let one us of my, fill one you of that my, spot. One of my absolute favorite podcasts is the Disc Golf Podcast. It's fantastic. I love those guys, Robin and Joe. I, they just, they've been hit or miss. I mean, they've been going through some awesome life changes. Yeah. But they're just not making episodes. So, hey, we're here for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not as much cussing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not enough. Not enough. And no beer. Yeah, no beer. No, yeah, no deer reviews. But, um, But yeah, so if you like us, rate us, review us, and then uh, we'll catch you, I guess, next week. Yeah, I mean, Christmas. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas to those who are, you know, if you celebrate something else. Yeah, if you celebrate something else. Uh, Merry Christmas for me as well. And then we will see you next week for our New Year's episode, I guess. 
Is what that yeah, man, we're coming up on one year too. Is that crazy? crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're over 80 episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, with Monday, we haven't done a Monday episode in a while. But, no. Uh, yeah, we're up there. Yeah. And I think when season comes back, we'll probably do another Monday yeah. episode because we have so much to talk about during the regular episode because this is already running on almost an hour and we didn't even have that much to talk about. But um, I guess we did with all the player stuff and Ben. and mm-hmm. um, But yeah, and then look forward to some slight changes in the podcast. It won't be anything that will change probably format or what we talk about, but you might hear another voice, just maybe. Yeah. So, but we'll leave that as a surprise. All right? Because this person doesn't even know yet. Until, yeah. yeah. They don't. They don't until they know. They'll probably know by the time they hear this. But they could, yeah. Yeah. But we'll That's figure it out. Friday. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got two days to announce yeah. it or to have the conversation. Exactly. But if not, it'll be a mystery out there. So... Hopefully right. better it, than mystery boxes. Exactly. <laughs> and then we will be also adding a, another feed, or excuse me, we will be adding to this feed another style of podcast. Be a short 15 minutes, so it'll be similar to what we were doing with the Mondays, but less slapsticky, more inspirational. Mm. Don't know what the format is or who the hosts will be as of yet. I know I'll be in it, and then from there, who knows? So. We're going to have a Night Owls <laughs> podcast, like... Network? I know. See, foundation. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What you got on us. Yeah. <laughs> Toward disc golf. Speaking of, network. we got to tag them in this because of Ben. Yes. Make sure to tag foundation yes. in it. I'll hit them up on Twitter. You can hit them up. Do you have a Twitter account? No, I don't have Twitter. Okay. But I'll hit them up through Door Disc Golf on Twitter, and I'll have Ben tag them on Twitter, yeah. and then we'll head tag them on Instagram, okay. too. So then they can hear the true conversation since they didn't message him back. Yeah. When they spread it as tweet, spread it. Hopefully in. they listen. Ah, oh, I think they do. Okay. They, I see. I think they pull ideas from us. Mm. Have you ever heard their podcast after we talk? It is true because like they do talk about some things after we mm-hmm. discuss it the week mm-hmm. before. It. But it's okay. We don't yeah. charge them for it. We're no. good with it. Just give us credit. Yeah. You know, it's like plagiarism a little bit, you know? <laughs> Joking. <laughs> There's just not enough to talk about in the disc golf world, and this is add us to your network. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe do they want to be on our network? Oh, maybe they want to be part of our network. Yeah, I like that too. So, <laughs> all right, have a good one. Keep us up, par. Peace. <laughs>